What is up, guys? Welcome to the Damian Rucci Hour number six. Still no intro. Don't give a Frenchman's fuck. Sit with my man Nico Araco from the Empire Project and Neeks TV. What the fuck's up, man? What's up, dude? How are you? Yeah, yeah it's fun. Uh, your episode when I had you on Lightning Sheep was like the, the, the best one. No, yeah, I swear, swear to God. Like, I'm sure um, you told everybody before. <laughs> yeah, no. The same exact thing. No, no. Um, I, I remember it was like um, we were so amped that we got 600 downloads. Because I was like, oh my God, that's 600 downloads. I think your episode was like 180 down downloads. Yeah. Which is funny, you were number six on A Lightning Sheep as well. The sixth episode, you're on the sixth episode here. Wow. That's some weird shit. I played shit. that on purpose. That's yeah. some simulation theory yeah. shit. I don't yeah. want to get deep with it. No, let's not. <laughs> not yet. It's early, man. Yeah, well, uh, 30 seconds listen, in. man, thanks for coming on, dude. I've wanted to get you on because there's so few people in this area that share, like, the hustle and the the blind ambition Word. With the, like, the, that I feel like I have, that you have as well. You mean it's something like you got your you got your tentacles and everything, man. You're doing YouTube, you're doing uh, you know you have your rap project, the Empire Project. You have all these things going going on, man. Like, yo, how did you start getting involved with like getting out there, you know, like and start doing your thing? <laughs> um, Neeks TV, like the comedy YouTube videos and shit, I started doing like eight years ago. This month, eight years ago, y'all might be today. It's it's the beginning of January when I started. Um, I was just like making stupid videos and shit, like yeah. a, uh, mock interviews, prank calls, stupid skits with my friends. The cheesiest shit you've ever seen. You've seen it. I, so. I like the shit though. Yeah, it's yeah, funny. yeah. It worked. Um, <laughs> and then uh, like me and Kyle, the guy I do music with, we were in a band together for a while and that shit fell apart. Got into the Empire Projects and I do a little rapping with that. Got That's the album cool, man. coming out maybe March, April, not so sure. And this is yet, your second album, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, That's awesome, man. Yeah, dude, we came a long way. It's like, it's like it matured a lot. And on top of that, we learned a lot about like the business aspect. Same as you're going through with all your shit. You're like, yeah. oh, there's like a whole other side to this. There's a whole science to a lot of shit, man. And unfortunately, you know, back in the day, dude, if you were an artist, you would get out there and say, I'm an artist. People say, oh, that artist can make me money. Yeah. We're going to pull our resources behind him. It's not really the case anymore. I was just going to get into that. Like, um, with the internet, how it gives us all these resources and shit to do everything by ourselves. Yeah. Like... You really have to do everything by yourself, though. You uh -huh. don't have, like, the label who's going to pick up the musician anymore unless he put himself all the way at the top. Unless he has a platform, which yeah. is a dirty word. Yeah. Quite a dirty word. Um, I found it interesting because what really happened is, like, the gatekeepers for everything just crushed. Music was the first to go. Once Napster and that shit started coming out, and, you know, that, all, that just fried uh, the music industry. And then, you know, you know who saved it, really? I feel like iTunes crushed... LimeWire, shit like that. For people sure. people exactly still torrent, don't be wrong, but it's not as much. Yeah, People are now back to buying music, but it's not the same, man. It's yeah. not that same vibe. And same thing with books and shit, too. Like, print books are making a comeback, but the gatekeepers in these traditional publishing and traditional record labels, they got crushed. Yeah. And in a good way, because fuck them. Because they used to pay, you know, uh, artists nothing compared to what... You know, they, they were bringing it. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the used, um, they did this whole thing like torrent our album. Like, we don't, we make like 16 cents per album or some shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? They were like touring it, whatever. System of a down steal this album. Yeah. <laughs> it was on that same premise. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I think it's really cool that we now, like, anyone can be a musician, anyone can be a poet, anyone can be anything now. That's cool as fuck because it brings so many new people that we would never have seen but also a lot of riffraff man and I don't mean riffraff that uh, that fucking goon you oh, know what I mean no no, no. <laughs> no I'm talking about like actual like you know without gatekeepers gatekeepers did one thing that was positive they really kept a lot of 
shitty artists out. You know, I, I hate to say it. No, yeah. Yeah, it's true. And, uh, but now that's not there. So now it's kind of like, to be a, a consumer now, you've got, okay, independent music. I got all these guys rapping over basic generic beats, <laughs> or I got the Empire Pro Project. You know what I mean? Like, and then it's just, it's a whole different ball game, man. Mm -hmm. And I remember you were over here, uh, what was it, like a couple months ago, and we were actually talking, as lame as it sounds, about platform and shit, which... Yeah. People hate using the word, but you gotta know. There's like a whole side hustle. Like you're not just a creative person anymore. I feel you're a businessman now. Yeah, it becomes. Yeah, it's, it's serious, dude. It, it really is. I, I I really like for years. I'm sure you're the same way. I used to think like all I have to do is put good art out. Someone will find yep. it. Yep. So the first album we put out, besides the fact that the qualities wasn't nearly up to par with what we do now. Yeah. Like. We just drop a song. We were like, all right, let's Here it is. Yeah. I, yo, we'd, we'd record like a hot-ass song. I'd be like, yo, Kyle, we fucking did it, man. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, nobody heard it. So, like, I was watching, like, an interview with even Fetty Wap. I love that dude. I, yo, I don't listen, have a problem with him. I love Fetty Wap. And I love that he's from Jersey. Yes. And I love how humble he is. But besides that, I watched a whole interview with him. He was talking about the song Trap Queen, the one that fucking blew up. Yeah. And took over the world, right? That song, he pushed it for two years at the clubs. So he recorded one song before he even had the album out. And yeah. just pushed it everywhere, right? And then, like, all the fucking promoters and everybody at the clubs, they'd be like, yo, you you, you know the guy with the hot song in the one eye? Yeah. Like, so he had, like, a brand, and he had this one song that he trusted, and he just pushed it everywhere. So but the then, idea now is, like, we want to have a message but be catchy and then fucking push it on you, put it in the right places. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that either because, like, I think, you know, people have this really weird view when people say, I want to be catchy yeah. or... Um, I. I want to say the word poppy, but not in a bad way. Like, because look at uh, Nirvana, man. I used to be a Nirvana fucking addict, right? <laughs> Their first album, Bleach, was straight Seattle grunge. Oh, my God. It was hard, them screaming. There was, like, one melodic track know. about a girl. Then the <laughs> second album, what happened? You took that sound, but you put poppy, catchy riffs in there. Yeah. And look what happened. Look what they did. Yeah. You know? And, um, dude, I totally think, you know, with, with Hustle, you get it out there. But we were talking right before the podcast about... It's more of a grind, I feel, with these independent artists. Like myself, when I did Symphony of Crows, I had this feeling in my head because I uh, we left the printer in Montclair. And first of all, driving to Montclair is a fucking death trap, okay? Like all these roads are blocked off. There were like police everywhere. Everyone's like, don't know where they're like, what the fuck, you oh, know? Man. So we're driving home. I got the books in my hand. I post a picture on, on, on Facebook. Mm. 250 people liked the picture. 100 comments, oh, we want one, we want one. So <laughs> I thought it was like, that's it. I'm gonna go home. I'm I gotta get 150 orders the first fucking day. I'm like, my, we ain't gotta That's live it. like yeah. this no more. Yeah, wow, we living good now. I'm taking out the we trash. We get steak, you know. <laughs> um, and then when eight people ordered online, mm -hmm. and uh, and at first that's disheartening because you have this like idea that man, I'm really gonna, I'm gonna blow up. This is it. And then you know, it turns out it actually worked out for the better because I was telling you it was like you know, then I found out that wait a second. I started doing gigs, started doing more and more gigs, doing a hell of a lot of gigs, open mics, everything. Then I'm then I'm selling five, six, seven, eight, ten books at a fucking open mic, mm -hmm. you know. And I, and then it's funny because that's directly proportionate to your performance. So let so to you, I was saying, you know, like if you ever thought about going a physical route, not actual CDs, but like indie cards or something, that would be directly proportionate to you. Like if you go to a, a fucking uh, an open mic and you bomb, yeah. You know, you're not going to sell a copy. Right. But you go there, you know, you might sell 15. Mm -hmm. And that really gives, I feel like, uh, us artists power. 
You know, because, man, even a couple years ago, we were on the scene together, brother. Yeah, 2010. Yeah. You know, you were in uh, Shoot 'em Down. Good old days. Good old days. I was in No Faith. Funny story. No Faith broke up five years today. Wow. Happy anniversary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Five years today, and three days before, I got the tattoo on my arm. Three days? Yeah. Three days? Three days. Actually, no. I lied. Might have been a month or two. So are you just like, people see that? I see you're wearing long sleeves. I don't know why. But yeah, so people see that, and they're like, what's the tattoo for? You got to make up a story, or are you just honest with them? No. Well, here's the deal. I used to be all types of girls. You know, girls always go like, oh, my God, what's your tattoo? And I'm like, really? It's about, like... Uh, power and life and like not really putting faith in the mortal realm you uh, know and they'd be like oh my god you're so deep yeah I'm then, on your knob, okay. <laughs> so I'm like now just fuck with you really it's about a band just you know <laughs> and it's funny about No Faith Man because No Faith wasn't even a band I was um I think I told the story I'm not sure I was in um this band called Devour All Hope with, uh, with, with Dylan Hart Alan Jimmy Didn't know Brian and we were like this hardcore band right and we didn't play anywhere we just did shows at alan's house we used to fill his back house there you go and then you know he stopped showing up to fucking band practice it was at his fucking house you know what i mean so uh, where the fuck is he uh, how do i say this he was uh in other realms <laughs> you know I get mean? it now um so we booted his ass out the band mm. and we said fuck you he still practiced at his house no <laughs> no no we ended up i remember uh none of us drove no, Jimmy had that old beat up blue blue van. I don't know if he still he still drives that uh, thing. I've seen it. So we end up walking down 36 to Stewart's, okay? And we're sitting there like, what do we do? So we had a band called Better Without Alan. <laughs> right? <laughs> we were Better Without Alan for like two days. Yeah. And then uh Jimmy got Thank us. God you can get that written on your Yeah, own. no, that'd be no, terrible. No faith's much better. Yeah, no, I think no faith just sounds uh <laughs> but we had one song that I had written called No Faith. Yeah. It was a song. So we said, why don't we just call it No Faith? And they're like, fuck it. Because we had a gig three days later at Raritan, mm -hmm. the Raritan Coffee House. And uh, it's pretty funny, man, because at that moment, I truly thought I was going to play play music. That's That was, that was my yeah. thing. Like, That was it. I was like, fuck poetry. I was like, I'll write, I'll write stories on the side, but I'm being a band, man. Mm -hmm. And then looking back, man, five years ago, I don't even want to be close to music. You know what I mean? Like... Just see, you're lucky. You're with your boy, like Kyle. You mean like uh, who's your your second partner? Yeah, yeah. Empire Project, Kyle Wolf. Um, that's your boy number one. There's only one of him. Imagine if you were trying to coordinate four dudes. You know that's why we stopped with the band. We had, <laughs> yeah, we had four or five of us, and like people were going to school. Nobody was available at the same time. The girlfriend thing. Oh, everybody got a girlfriend. The girlfriend thing. I'm so fortunate right now, dude. I'm so fucking fortunate because Rebecca is a poet. She's on the scene. And she's in the scene. This is what I mean. So it's not like, you always got to open mics. It's like, we're going to open mics together. Like, last, you know, yes. it's great. Last night we were in Brick at this open mic. You know, it was just cool. And it's just like, I'm fortunate. But that's what happened to Enlightening Sheep, man. The whole girlfriends thing. You know, because we could do, <laughs> we could do podcasts till the girlfriends went to sleep. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's why you came over, I think, at like 1230 in the morning yeah. to do a, a podcast. Something like that. You know, uh... And it's, it's just remarkable, man. Like, did you ever think, back when you were in Shoot 'em Down, that you'd be pursuing a rap project? No. No. I, I like doing it for fun. That's what That was exactly what happened. Like, one day, I uh, there was, like, some beat that Kyle made for fun. I was like, yo, really? I'm going to go in on this. But yeah. I was, like, joking at the same time. You know what I'm saying? But, like, then it came out, like, kind of hot, especially for us back then. It was like, oh, man, Nico can actually, like, rap. He can flow. And, um... Then we just kept doing it. We made more songs. We were like, yo, like some of these actually have a message. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So we kept going with it. Yeah, that um that Hurricane Sandy song you made. Yeah. That that got 
I saw that get that how many shares, man. Yeah, it got a lot of attention. Uh, our problem with it was like, yo, I wrote that with the lights out after Sandy. Like, like there was still, wow. no, still no power. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I had that that beat that Kyle made, which wasn't for that song. It was just a beat he had made. Yeah. And I was like, this would work perfectly. So I wrote it. But then we couldn't record it until the power came back on, so it's like two weeks later, uh -huh. two weeks after the hurricane already. Yeah. Then we recorded it, we did the music video, which was fucking tragic, like such a bad music video. I had a little flip cam, you remember those things? That's yeah, yeah. the fucking size of our cell phones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yo, whatever happened to those? They, they just went out of way. Yo, I saw one at a thrift shop the other day, I was going to pick one up. I was really? Like, this thing is the phone. It's like 20 bucks. <laughs> I miss it. It was so easy, like... Dude, I've actually had an, an issue myself, because um, you were at Cliffwood Beach during Sandy. Yeah. Right? So I was right across the bay. I was in Keyport. Um, I've had an issue writing about Hurricane Sandy. Really? And it's not like I was, like, traumatized. Right? right? Um, you know, don't get me wrong. I was literally on First Street in Keyport. So, like, every house next to me just got fucking wiped, wiped away. Just, like, sitting there watching. <laughs> uh, I remember, uh, <clears throat> dude, it was like... I was with my ex-girlfriend ex at the time, and she was over in Hazlitt, so she was off right on 36, so it was like nothing got touched there. It was just windy and shit. Yeah. Remember, she was like, I see the news. They say there's like five feet of water in Keyport. So I'm outside right now. This is right before this, we lost cell phone signal. I'm outside. The water's up to my waist, and we're helping these firemen on First Street help the people out of the condos. All these people in the condos, they didn't leave when they were told to. You know, those condos right across from the uh, Bay, Bay Park? Yeah. They didn't leave. So a lot of them got stuck and wanted to leave. So right. the firefighters were, like, literally going up there with, like, ro rowboats with, like, ropes attached. And I remember I was out there, like, uh, we were, like, shining lights and stuff for them. I'm like, listen, it's all government propaganda. It's fine over here. It's oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. sure they loved that. Yeah. yeah. Sure everybody loved hearing that. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, I don't know why. I wrote one one poem about it. That I posted on the I anniversary saw it last year. Here. Yeah, it okay, just um, I'm surprised I didn't write more because, yo, I seen some shit. You know what I mean? Uh, I remember we were going uh, back and forth to Stop and Shop because that's where I used to work. Right. Probably shouldn't have said the name, but I don't edit these things, so fuck it. Um, and I remember like, so I was I there was nothing else to do. I had no power, no cell phone signal, nothing. Mm -hmm. So we just all worked, you know. Um, and I, I was over there, and I remember my my manager was like, "Hey man, listen." I need you to do something for me. I was like, yeah, he said, I need you to patrol the back of the store that's roped off. And I go, yeah, because if anyone crosses this line, you give them a heads up. You say, hey, you can't go back here. If they go back here, there's no cameras. You do what you have to do to get them past the other line. Yeah. Right? I was like, damn. And then the problem is, like, we're working. We got into, a, we got into a, like an argument with the overnight guy. The overnight guy's like, you can't put him like this. I'm like, it's Sandy, motherfucker. The world's ending. Who cares, right? <laughs> so I go back to Keyport, and Keyport's blocked off. They completely barricaded Keyport. Yeah. So we didn't know what to do. Places. So we, we, we ran a barricade. And like I remember like we ran a barricade, and I remember just driving in. We were right near, right on 36. Do you know where that uh, Army Navy is? Yeah. Not that one. The other street. Um, the next one over. That's fine. So, no, 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 no. But you know what I'm talking about. Like it's directly facing the bay. Uh, I remember sitting there and we were driving and we saw New York City. Oh. How crazy, right? It, it was pitch black. Yeah. We see New York City yeah. all the way across, and a lot of stuff happened. My friend Christian Riser, who's in Nautica Erotica, he got beat up by the cops during that? during Sandy by during a bunch that? of uh, of Kentucky State Troopers beat his ass, and all this other crap happened. Like. I don't know why. I've just never had... I've never been compelled 
or had the creative rush to write it's, about it's it. It's funny because you have a lot of stories about it that would make for crazy like poems yeah. or stories or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, but I don't know why. I just, I've never felt... Damien Ritchie had a loss for words. <laughs> yeah, right? First time in history, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> because when I saw your song, too, I was like, fuck, man. Yeah. I was like, god damn it. Nico's, he he's writing a song about it. You mean I was... <laughs> You know, yo, I, I think the song would have would have been huge and related to a lot of people if the music video was better. I'm so you think mad so? About that. I'm so mad. About that. Well, that's the problem with music videos, man. It's so hard to do video right yeah. because video moves so fast. Like, yo, we're up in 4K now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what a lot of phones have 4K. Can't I can keep up. I, I buy, can record I buy, 4K. I buy the the next nice camera and they come up with a, a better one. Also, I don't even yeah. do I don't even do cameras anymore, bro. There you go. You know what I mean? Like, I go straight. But here's the bad part. I had this really shitty iPhone. And I used to do vlogs on it. Now I got this like high depth, you know, LG G4. And it, you know, you can't be ugly anymore. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, if you got a pimple, you're all busted looking. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to watch out. You got to dim the light a little bit. <laughs> in the, like, yeah. yo, I just did a whole vlog before I had to delete it because I forgot, I missed a spot of my head. So, <laughs> and like you could see each hair. I was like, fuck. And yeah. I ran back and I shaved yeah. my head. Well, good. It looks great. Now. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Right. How, does the, how does the beard come out on camera? Yo, it actually Legendary. comes out glorious. Yeah. Nordic. I'm very, very Nordic. Nordic. The most I gotta movie. watch out though because uh, it's funny being a white dude with a shaved head. People immediately they're like, "Oh, you're a skinhead." I'm like, "Come on!" I'm like, "No, man, I'm going bald." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like that's the truth. Yeah. Um, it, the hair migrated. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely it, it migrated down. Um, I don't, I don't really know, man. It, it it's kind of like. I, we, we've talked about this before, too, which I, I really want to bring up. The fact that we kind of made a deal with one another, not a no, deal with ourselves, that we weren't going to conform to being a, like working a job. Yeah, I think, up we're, to I think we're, ladder. we're past it now. Man. I think I, we are. I think we realize this is what we're going for. I think we're doing the damn thing. I don't know too many people like you who are on the same page with it. It's fucking yeah. awesome. Kyle's on the same page yeah. with it. Kyle got a fucking degree from rugby. <laughs> and he's, he's home writing music every day. <laughs> That's I'm like, good. I'm like, God bless you for having that kind of mind. Like, yeah. You don't. There's no, there's nobody. There's almost no one who gets it. I think part of it, too, is like um, I've been very fortunate that when I came into the, the poetry scene, there was already like um, architecture going on. There was already something there that now that I came in, I've been like, you know, I was all about poetry because like, like I'm not like these other people. These other people are like, OK, I write a poem here. I do this. But then I watch the Yankees. I'm obsessed. Mm. Anything I do, I get obsessed with. That's good. So, you know, it could be good, it could be negative. You know, like, you know, when I was like 13, I was masturbating way too much, bro. You know, I was went, went blind and shit. Oh. Hands started cramping up. <laughs> no, but... Uh, oh, that's not a true story. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, uh, my, uh, my grandma would always say, like, you know, don't masturbate too much, it'll make you go blind. Just masturbate until you need glasses. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Yo, but um, when I was younger, man, I used to look at my parents, well, my mother, you know, parents, I mean, I only had my mother. And I'd be like, uh, you know, I can't be like that. Where she's, she goes to a company, works her ass off, becomes the manager. But then she's now doing more work, more crazy shit than this. I'm like, yo, I can't do that, man. Yeah, you're, you're not like, uh, you're not living a life that you really want to. I think a lot of people end up convincing themselves when they give up on their passion. They convince themselves, like, no, nah, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to settle yeah. down, have a family, have a great job and shit. But now I see too many people, like... They start moving up in a company, yeah. and then like they don't even have tenure. Like no one cares that they're that yeah. they, they worked their whole life to get here. They get fucking fired or laid off or whatever. I like my close family friends are like, you know, they all of a sudden 
their job's gone. Yeah. And then it's like, why did I spend all my fucking life working for this and now you can't even help me make a living? Exactly. It's so annoying. So it's like, we're at the point where it's like, I'm not even going to try. I don't want to be owned by anybody. Mm -hmm. Like, e even with music, I'm not saying if I got the right fucking um, person to come up to me and give me a record yeah. deal, that I would say no, because that'd be ignorant for me to lie to you right now. Yeah, do it, man. Because I might, I might, some guy might walk in and be like, oh, are you from the Empire Project? And I'd be like, yeah. And he'd be like, you want a record deal? And then he'd lay it on the table and I'd be like, I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to do it right well, now. Well, yeah, I'll be honest with real shit. If some dude literally just opened my door and started talking to you about a record deal, I'd be like, yo, do it. <laughs> yeah, see, I appreciate it. Yo, but, um, for real, I can't act like I wouldn't do it, but I'm saying right now, creatively feels awesome to do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. And hopefully to have people relate with it. And see your own, it's also cool to see your own rewards. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, um, so I've been having something where it's like, um, I did my first chapbook, Sym uh, Symphony of Crows. And a chapbook, I guess, is kind of like, uh, in music, it'd be like an EP almost, where like a collection would be like a full length, you know? But it's like, um, I am not going to conform, man. Yeah. Like, and I know people always say that, but like, I can't see myself living a life where I go up the corporate ladder and then retire. Me neither. You know, like, I, I'll work the day I die, that's cool, but on stuff I want to do. Doing something you love, yeah. Yeah, exactly, because, you know, look at all these people, man. This is what always happens. Mm -hmm. Everyone's all excited when they're younger, and then they get a girlfriend, they get married. They have a kid. You forget what you were ambitious about. Like, and then, I don't know yeah. how, if you actually care about something, you can forget about it. I, uh, I couldn't. Me if neither. You, if you put me in a, a 50, 60 hour a week job, I'd still be trying to find a way to make this happen. That's what I was doing, man. When I was in my own apartment, mm -hmm. I was fucking working like 70, 80 hours a week, going, yeah. going crazy. But I was still was trying to write. Fun to have an apartment. Right? Uh, yo, how do I say this? <laughs> Having an apartment's dope. Mm -hmm. It's real dope. Because I was all upset. Cause my last relationship ended. I was like, oh man. And my friend's like, yo, dog, you got an apartment. And I was like, yo, I do. So I just, I literally partied for like three months straight. Like I would come home, there'd be people in my apartment partying. Like, and I go to, all right, guys. Hopefully you knew them. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, going to work, man. You know what I mean? Like, and, uh, and it was cool, but it was also like, you're really alone. And I, I'm, I like being alone. I can be alone for a long time. But I mean, like, there's really weird times when you're like, Man, I just wish I could talk to somebody right now. And usually, you know, if you live in a home, you're living with somebody, you just literally walk out of a room and there's other people there. Right. But when you're just sitting there like, oh. This is it. Yeah, it was rewarding in a way. I didn't get as much writing done, but it was like, if you work that many hours, man, you're not able to fucking, to do that kind of shit as, as much as, as you want to. Yeah, for me, I'm like, I'm like, I'm trying to live home for a few more years, save money, and totally. invest in what we're going for. You know what I'm saying? Um, one of the things we didn't do in the past was like put money towards it. Yeah. So like we've been targeting with advertising and shit lately, and it, it works. We're actually getting some fans from certain yeah. videos and songs and shit like that, and uh, it's cool. But yo, I'd love to have an apartment too. But like, there's there's a difference. There's having an apartment, then there's having an apartment in New Jersey. Yes. And that's expensive as fuck. I know. And it's <laughs> like, but here's the problem. It's like, yo, people don't realize like, you literally pay for what you get though. Because like, check this out. You get a fucking. $400 a month apartment in South Carolina. But what's popping right now in South Carolina? North Carolina? You know, you're in New Jersey, bro. We got New Jersey, right? So you got all the... What's going on in New Jersey? A bunch of shit. Then you got New York City, Connecticut, Philadelphia. Everything's right here. You know what I mean? Like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's... exactly it. And it's the same way you go to L.A. You know, you go all the way to the California. you get to L.A., the more expensive it becomes. Exactly. Yeah. But there's a reason, yeah. Yeah, and you know, I don't know. I've, um... So I've been fortunate 
that I'm doing a bunch of cool shit in the net, like in this year, 2016. Yeah. Like um, I got like a little tour going on. I'll be going across the uh, mid Midwest. There's another tour. We might go from Boston to Miami and stuff like that. That's really cool. And I don't know how it's gonna work out. There's all these other people. They're stuck in these jobs that are like, you know, me. I'll take a job, and either I'll tell them like, yeah, this was popping off in. This you is know, what I'm doing. I'll be out for a while. You know, <laughs> that, that's it. Or if they say, sorry, you know, we can't keep you as an employee, I'll say, that's okay. Yeah. All right. I'll apply somewhere you know, else. That's, uh, yeah. A good thing about being around here is like, I, I hear so many people like acting like they can't get a job. I don't really get it. No, I, I can get a job anywhere. I've never a job. <laughs> never. So like for you, if you want to go do that fucking tour, you can do it. And then when you get home, you can pick up a job. Yeah. While, while I'm down there waiting for the flight back home, I'll be like, put in some job applications, yeah. come home. You know, man, the problem is this, that people like to bitch about things. Because they don't want to work hard, right? Sure. So most people in your position, they're like, man, where's my record label? Where's all these promoters reaching out to me? Where's this? I'm done. Fuck it. It's rigged. But you don't say that. You say, all right, yo, Kyle. I probably did at first. Yeah. And I know I did at first. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was I've like, yo. There. You know? Yo, Damien, tell me something. Ready? You work on your writing and everything yeah. like that. Your fucking podcast. You're putting all this shit out there. Yeah. Is there a formula? Is there something that says, like... Is there a guarantee? Is there something that says, if I do this and this this way, will I end up at my ultimate goal? Or do you believe that it's just completely chaotic? Ah, that's a, yo, that, that's a dope question. It's crazy. I think I'll, about it all the time. I'll I'm tell like, you why. Like, um, will I even get there as hard as I try? Dude, you know what I'm saying? I read a book, and I also listened to the audiobook. Um, it's free if you sign up for like the Audible trial. I'm not being sponsored because they literally charged <laughs> me for two months after I canceled, so fuck them. You're sponsoring them. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... So the four-hour work weeks is a book by Tim Ferriss, and uh, he brings up a lot of points. Now, he's a little bit less on the creative side, more on the analytical side. Mm -hmm. But he says, like, look at your life and look at what's giving you 80% results, right? Now, don't focus on something on something that's only giving you 20% of the results. Focus on what's giving you 80. Mm -hmm. So that's something I've been trying to take into my life because in my head, I've gone down a lot of routes. Oh, my bad. Uh, I've gone down a lot of routes to try to pursue different things. And a lot of things, have some things have worked, some things haven't, right? So I did the rant videos, right? Um, they were really fun, I did about 50 of them. Really, really, I think 50, maybe 37, 40, so up there. I did a bunch of them. Um, it was cool, I grew my my platform, so to say, on Facebook, mm -hmm. you know, I had a lot of fun, made a lot of people that came out and bought my book, it was really cool. Yeah. But then I got to a point of diminishing re returns where I really wasn't enjoying doing the uh, rant videos, um, and I was also was not getting anything from from them, right? Response. So I said, you know what? I said I'm gonna take a break. I made a video. I'm not doing these no more for a while. You mm -hmm. saw that video. Yep. And then um, I said, okay. Then I did other things, right? Like, um, so we did. I was doing this one podcast in the in the summer, the Demetri Experiment, right? I did a couple episodes, but I wasn't where I was now. So I didn't have anything positive. Right. And this, I'm going to keep trucking on this, right? I'm going to go real hard. If in like three, four, five months, nothing occurs, as in not nothing, I mean like just I'm not building, I'm not moving forward, you might look then I might sit back and say, let me see how this works. Right, okay. And I think it's all about looking back on what you're doing and cutting out the riffraff, right? So I was on every social network. I was all over the place. I was overextended. And then I said, eh. You know, what, what am I doing? Like, YouTube. I was really deep. I was trying to build a platform on YouTube. And I said, no, my, my videos do better on Facebook. 
Right. You know, I might upload them to YouTube as well, just real quick, just upload them, but I don't... It's exactly what I'm doing now. Yeah. yeah, exactly, because... So it's all about seeing what you're doing, man, and trying to see what's working positive for you. So, like, what I'm doing with, with like, poetry, I found that the greatest thing for me right now is doing readings, mm -hmm. right? Because I do a reading, and uh, that's just been working. I've been going to these readings. I've been doing very well, selling a lot of books, meeting people. Uh, it's been a really great experience. Say, you seem like you're killing it networking-wise, especially in, in person. In person. Yeah. And, like, I, I fucked up because I have to get business cards now. That was something that never appeared yeah. to me. But the other day, I had three people say, dude, do you have a business card so we can add you on Facebook and stuff? I was like, nah, man. So that's something I have to look into. And everyone's differently. Like, um, you know, we were doing a video series in Ninja Press um, where we would get random all, people. You were all on, on webcam, right? Yes. Yeah, I saw that. And that was cool. The first one was cool. The second one was cool. The third one. We had some technical difficulties because Google is not always reliable. But then I, uh, I told Charles, uh, I said, listen, I don't want to do this anymore. I said, they're not, it's not being, you know, there's nothing positive coming from it. Mm -hmm. It's really, we're just sitting there running our wheels. And that, so I think every artist out there has to really look at what they're doing and analyze it. And it's rough kind of sometimes. Look at every project you put out and be like, which one actually gave back. Yeah. 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 Because, you I know, never thought of it. Though. Yeah. And, um, you should definitely check out the four hour work week, man. Word. That's a, that's a great book. And like. He, but, he, you know, he's not, like, um, he writes a lot of books, but he's not, like, an artist. Like, he doesn't consider himself that, you know. I kind of need to uh, get insight on that because I'm probably so far on the other end of the spectrum that I need someone yes. who's a little more realistic. That's what I've been trying to do, man. <laughs> and it's been, like, it's been really fun because um, I've been doing uh, productivity things. Now, I'm an unorganized motherfucker. Me too. By nature, you know. Um, I don't know why, and all those dumb memes on Facebook, it's like, um, if your handwriting's messy and if your desk is messy, it means you're a genius. No, I just, for some reason, like, my mind moves too fast in one direction, and I have a hard time, like, keeping both things working, right? But what I found is that what I'm trying to do is going against my nature and... Like, like keeping everything organized. Like my phone's super organized, right? Like, yo, look at my home screen. Like, it's straight up just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like super clean, super organized. <laughs> I've been using um, this app called Todoist. Um, I need one of them. Yeah, no, it's it's like it's my best one there. I actually paid money for it. I paid twenty dollars for the premium. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Damn. So it better be worth it. It is, and I'm super. Well, I think anyone works for you. But this one, I just like the way it looks. It's, uh, it's yeah, clean. Yeah, whatever. So I've been using that, and I've been using a bunch of other apps to keep me in track, and I've been being dedicated and fighting against my nature. Yeah. My nature is to beat off and go to sleep on the couch, you know what I mean? And, like, eat a bag of chips and, and watch cops. <laughs> yeah, it's you know? hard to fight that <laughs> yeah, sometimes. I know, yeah, I know. Um, and it's been real hard to fight it when, when I, you know, uh, I'm a big uh, marijuana smoker. I, that's what I enjoy. Mm -hmm. And I find it real hard sometimes when I smoke. To stay organized, yeah. right? Because uh, I actually stopped smoking before I go to readings. I used to smoke and go to readings. I stopped because like you know, my eyes would feel like they're melting, and I'm up there. You know, it, it just everything's about introspection. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think every artist does things differently. So I have friends who don't do well at readings. They don't. They don't like doing readings. They do better on the internet. Mm -hmm. You know, so I find like you could look at what you're doing now, right? So let's say you you, you put out the album. You do a digital release. You don't, let's say, if you get like a, like a big positive push, everything will be like, hey, cool, we're in the right direction. But if you don't get as many sales as you wanted to, you're like, okay, 
maybe we should look into uh, hard copy. Hmm. And let's see how, how, how that works. Let, let's drop 200 bucks on doing a hard co- copy run. Yeah. If we can move these out in person, that would be a whole different thing. For sure. Yeah, it's... Um, it's a tough goal. It, I, I know, think the digital route's the way to go now. I think so. From for music, certainly. Uh, it's funny for books, man. Things are changing. Mm-hmm. Things are real changing on the book route. But for, for like music, I would think the only issue is this. This is the only issue I would get to see. Because I don't have experience with this. You, you get off stage... And you know you don't have a merch table yet because you're just starting out doing shows. Yeah. And somebody goes like, "Hey man, I want your music." Right now, in order, in, instead of you saying like, "Yo brother, you got 10, 10 bucks," you gotta say, "Hey man, look us up on Facebook." You know, like you gotta. There's different. Different way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also the, you have to rely on them to do that, to like go home. Okay. Yeah. I see. Right. You. You got your chat book on you. I got it. Hey, person. you want a book? Boom. Yeah, put it in their hand. And also, I also found something else too, man. This is something that not many people like have been doing because everybody's a money hungry fucker. And no, I'm broke, dude. We're literally doing this podcast in a trailer right now, you hey. know? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like I give books away too. If somebody comes over to me, they you know they they like like my shit, but they don't have money. Like, yo, listen. I'm like, do me a favor. I was like, add me on Facebook, bro. Add me on Twitter. My all my links are in the book. Those, those fans would be worth way more than, yes. than the money. I've had several people future. who I just gave the book to, like, yo, check it out. They've now they're like they like come to all my readings. There you go. They like tweet my stuff, Facebook my stuff. And that's that's something dope as hell. That's what I'm saying, like with the advertising, it's kinda like I'll I'll drop ten thousand dollars on this out. I really would if you could give me ten thousand fans in return. Yeah. Well <laughs> I would say, yo, see if It'd be worth it. And also the other thing, like you should, of course, you know, do singles, make big yeah. videos for singles, the whole big, big push. Like, yo, why the fuck not? Why can't that, you know, blow up? Yeah. And who cares if you have to sink some dough into it? I, yeah, I, yo, like at this point in my life, I keep looking at it like money doesn't mean anything to me if I can't invest in myself. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like if we can't put it towards our futures, we're just fucking wasting it. Like, mm-hmm. like, I, I love, like, going out to eat or hitting the bar or whatever. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I really do, and I, pr- I probably waste way too much money. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I'm, I'm like, when I go to work and I hate, fucking hate my shift, I'm, like, having a miserable time or whatever, Yeah. I remember, like, what I'm doing it for. Like, mm-hmm. I want to have the money to put towards this so I can, you know, make it happen. Yeah, it's, that's, like, something dope. Like, see, I've really, um, I've completely, yeah, I've come so far, man, because in my last relationship, man, we would just, like, go out all the time. Just nonstop go out. You, you know how, how, how that is, bro. Nonstop going out, doing this, doing this. And, like, so all my money was going towards going out. All my time was going towards that. Mm-hmm. And now it's, like, you know, with the... I'm literally, like, obsessed. Like, yo, we go to nonstop open mics. Nonstop things like that. Because I hate to say, man, it's, like, two things. One, I'm, like, literally obsessed with this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, probably in an unfucking healthy way. But two... Sounds like success to me. I don't know. <laughs> I've changed my whole group of friends. Yeah, and I don't mean that in a bad way. You know, I got I got my day day ones. Yeah, you know, but it's like um, you, my older brother, and everybody has said this to, to me. You are who you surround yourself with. True, very true. Right, and uh, I don't want to believe it until like, you know, growing up in Keyport, man. Like, I grew up here, but I also I moved to Keyport, and Keyport's you know uh, a very interesting town, and there's a lot of crime, a lot of craziness that I've never reported. You know what I mean like. <laughs> And uh, all my friends over there are good guys. You know, I, tr- I trust them in my life. I would call them up for anything. But I can't be around a group of people 
who are constantly getting into fist fights, getting into gunfights, yeah. getting into this, sell, you know, I have nothing wrong with selling drugs morally. I have no issue with that, mm -hmm. but I can't be around where like, yo, we're doing this. Oh man, this guy got popped. I was like, yo, I need to be around people who are like me. And that's what I found doing all this poetry shit. I have like a whole group of friends now that are all poets. And much different than the friends you may have used to hang with. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, 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 I see that. You know, it's, uh, it, it, it's just crazy. Like, uh, like that guy Charles, we just, I just hang out with Charles. You know, I hang out with Charles, I hang out with this kid Brandon. We just hang out and you know, it just and it's like we're all positive and dedicated. And I think that's like you know, for you it's gonna be a little bit of a difficult thing, right? Because you are rap, right? But you're not gangster rap. No. You're like really profound lyrical, you know, music. Thanks. You know, I, you know, trust me, I, and I'm not, you know, I'm a little bit of a dickhead because if I didn't like your music. I, I, would just, I just wouldn't say anything. Well, that's awesome. I, just, I got invited on the fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Must be all right. That's cool. No, yeah, I've, I'm a big fan. Thanks. And it's like, um, you got to find your niche. Mm. And, you know, and doing it on your own is cool because that's the way I, I did it forever. I was always on my own, right? But if you could, like, like I wish there was, like, a group of, like, rappers that, or music, even just musicians in general that were kind of, like, in your ambience. Like, I know a couple dudes, like, Young Philosophy is this kid I know from uh, Hazlitt, mm -hmm. Antoine Bryant, great rapper. Oh, you showed me some of the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, and there's a couple other, and it's all about like trying to reach out to them and see what you guys can fucking do. For sure. You know? That. Once we're ready to do live shows, that's like the game plan right now. Um, what's crazy is like what you were saying about like rappers and how we're kind of on like a different page. Like, I used to, we did like online contest and shit for yeah. rap and uh I saw that yeah, yeah some of them we did like really well in but the thing was like everybody would try to get votes for themselves so like I became part of this community of like Facebook rappers this is what I call them yeah and they're all like all they do is put songs up and tell you share this share this share this but uh -huh. they'll never share anybody else's shit and oh, they'll yeah. never try to help you out you know what I'm saying yeah and they're all so fucking cocky out of all the genres of music, hip-hop is obviously the most cocky one. Just people who are so full of themselves yeah. and don't want to help anybody else out. I think because they think it's cool. They think yeah. that's, that's part of it, Yeah, right? I mean, like, I write songs where I, like, try to show off lyrically and I yeah. want you to know that I, what I can do. But, like, at the same time, like, you have to have a fucking purpose with it. And the best thing I ever did was, yo, I, I added hundreds of these fucking Facebook rappers, right? Yeah. The best thing I ever did was delete every one of them. Really? Delete every one of them. And I started seeing my creativity come back. Because, like, you see people making the same kind of music as you and they're all trying to be competitive about it. Yeah. Hip-hop is competitive. I'm not totally, trying to take totally. that away from the culture. So yeah. It's fine. But, like, it wasn't my route. You know what I'm saying? So I watch these people. They're, like, talking shit about everybody else. They're saying, I'm the best in the game. Yeah. And, like, I don't believe in that. Like, it's not what I wanted my message to be. And if I heard all these other people talking about it, I started noticing myself writing about the same shit. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Totally. You know, you know so. we actually, it's funny, we had, we had that going on in uh, in this poetry scene, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, and I heard you had some like drama going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't listen. have to get into specifics, because we're public here. This yeah. is going live. Listen, I'll get into specifics. I ain't going to drop, drop names. I don't want somebody yeah, yeah, to go yeah, crying. Yeah. No, it's But, um, <laughs> yo, uh, no, what, what happens is that, yo, so we got all these people coming together. Everyone's on their own different page. I mean, you know, some people are dedicated, some people aren't. Some people just do poetry on the weekends. That's their thing. And uh, we started booking a shit ton of shows. Shit ton. And then this one of our people in our group, not our group, like our, you know, our little friend circle, just started posting like really fucked up shit about everybody else. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, really, like, like, 
Oh man, anyone who's trying to pursue poetry must be living with their mommy and daddy. Welcome to America, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, right? Got older person, of course. Mm. Got really crazy. And, you know, um, <laughs> I hit him up. I, I, I messaged the guy. I was like, yo, brother, was that status about me? You know? Sure. He's like, no. Of course not. <laughs> <Yeah>. Not anymore. <laughs> it was, but never mind. Um, yeah, but you know what, man? That's what happened. See, unfortunately with the poetry thing, it's like there was an old guard in the state. The old guard was like these old uh, open, not older people, just like these open mics that existed and these venues that existed. And they did their thing their way. And they would list open mics as their show dates. Just shit that just is amateurish. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we started coming together, and we're like, yo, man, no, 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 no. You start off in the open mic scene, you meet people, you network, you work at, you, you work on your shit. Open mics are for the artists, not for people. Like, open, you don't, you know, unless you want to, yeah, you come out to an open mic and have fun and watch. But an open mic is supposed to be you networking, you working on your own act, yeah. you checking out who, exactly what's going on. For. And then, uh, so we started saying, where do you do that? Then you start getting the features. So you get featured on a mic. Mm -hmm. If you, you know, and then you start getting featured at bigger readings. Starting to move up. Yeah, so we started, I, and the reason why we started doing that is because I, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of comedy. I, I love the Joe Rogan podcast, all those podcasts. Mm -hmm. They talk about how it works in comedy. So I was like, yo, that's a good fucking idea. So uh, a lot of us started just doing that here. There you go. And, but that's, that's cool and all. The old guard isn't happy. There's a lot of passive aggressiveness. Okay. Uh, amongst these people, which is fine, because this will. I was you know, gonna say you you hear enough of it, you learn to ignore it, right? Like what? it really oh, becomes no. so numb. It makes me hungry, yeah, bro. Yeah. It makes me real hungry, okay? Because um, I say this, man. Listen, I I would I, I love to work with everybody. I'll work with people. I share everybody's shit. I'll work with you, do whatever. But if you want to compete, that's fine, man. Because we could come, we could come compete too. It doesn't gotta be violent. Doesn't gotta be bad. Right. But we could go listen. Because I I could say one thing at the end of the day. All these guys out there who say one thing, I guarantee I will work harder than any of them. Oh, for sure. Because when they're going to sleep, I'm going to be up on my laptop. You know what I mean? Like, ready. Yep. You know? Yeah, man. <laughs> That's, uh... Good. But, Yo, that, you know? Oh, what were you saying? I didn't mean to if, you not, if anybody, like, brings competition into it, that's what they deserve. There's, it, that, that shit's annoying. Yeah, it is. You it's know? It's the same with, like, uh, you get so many people putting you down for, like, going down this path. Like the person you said posted that status yeah. or some shit. It's, it's crazy, yo. I, I really, like... I, it used to fire me up a lot. And it still does. Like, I've made it the topic of songs and stuff. Yeah. How, like, whatever you say can't stop me from going for it. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to. But, like, damn, son. Yo, it's true. But what I like about you, and, and um, I'm going to use this as a really good uh I got you, Chris. I'm going I'm to take it yeah? out while you keep talking. All right, all right. I'm going to take it out. Um, hope you're all right, man. You didn't have to. I don't know if you're in the mood for this. I'm going to check it out. What, all right. What's going on? All right. Woo! What you're, is you're, that? You're a hard motherfucker. You got the Nordic beard. Got the you Nordic got your head beard. shaved. You're dressed like a lumberjack. You know? Yo, I bought you some cat. No. Yo, this this comes with with some rules, all right? What's the rules? We gotta do a shot of it together. I'm down with it. Let's you, fucking do it. I don't got shot glasses. Listen, I got shot glasses. Let's you do got it. shot glasses. Come on, prepare, Damien. Come on. Yo, we're going deep. I can't prepare. We're going deep. So, look, we're not going to get fucking wasted here. No, 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 no. This is, the, this is the deepest podcast in the game. That's what this cheers is to. Okay? Thanks, brother. Cheers Thanks. to the deepest fucking most God awesome damn. podcast in the game. Woo! Got some Captain. Captain my Morgan. Captain with me. I'm down with the cause, brother. Oh, uh, 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 man. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, we're not getting wasted, but whatever we don't finish, that's yours. Right. Yeah, where does Bond, dog? And I'm a fucking pussy. So I brought some coke to chase it with, <laughs> and then maybe mix with. And all that's right. for you, all right? Listen, man. Oh. Woo! 
Let's do a shot, brother. Cheers, the most killer Cheers. podcast in the fucking game. Cheers to killing it, brother. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. So, oh man, that's what I needed today, right? Yeah. So what I was, yo, thanks a lot, bro. What I was gonna say to you is, um, yo, we just got interrupted by uh, my asshole little brother, (laughs) but whatever. We're (laughs) we're keeping going, man. Listen, what I like about your uh, your music, what I wanted to bring up, is like the the lyrics. Like you're not out there rapping about your gat, how you're gonna blast people out in the streets. Nah, man. Like you, you got like deep heartfelt lyrics and you're and you're questioning government and you know, first of all, the name of your podcast, The Empire Project, is just a dope, dope name. You know? <laughs> that, I probably said podcast, whatever. That's all right. You know, uh, one I'm such a pussy, one fucking shot, I'm already uh <laughs> no, I'm playing. uh but you know it's it's cool man and like I really enjoy like the way you like just question and, and and i feel like you're like songs uh you had the one song i wish i knew the name it was a pretty heavy song and you were just like dropping facts uh, it was called red red black and blue yes yeah, yeah, yeah. yes um, that was, i'm we're working on another one right now it's gonna be fucking crazy but, yeah yeah we got some uh kyle knows some girl from um his church and she's she sings opera oh Her name's Lindsay. She, was, she was fucking crazy crazy, crazy. wow yeah um so she sang, actually Kyle originally sampled an Ellie Goulding song. Yeah? And took her vocals and had them underneath, right? But then instead, we had this, because we, we wanted to put it on the album, so we were like, we don't want to get fucking sued or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. Had somebody else come, and she laid a new track down, like her own vocals and shit, harmonized everything. It sounded fucking raw, dude, like hollow as hell. Just like, That's awesome, man. Yeah, fucking terrifying and dark. So then, I'm, I'm writing like another one, like, you know, yeah. a little conspiracy, a little bit of... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, fight the power shit. But that song, Red, Black, and Blue, is like just going in on the media mainly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like distracting people, twisting stories to make it look a certain way. Like, yeah, that's, unfortunately, that's like the paradigm we're in right now, yeah. man. And any art that, see, I haven't, um, I haven't really written any poetry that I feel like directly attacks. Uh, oh, you probably the, the, that. If you, I if should, you yeah. That that route, man. Well, um, I had a story that I, that that's finished. I actually have it sent sent down to a couple of magazines called "The War on Coffee," mm-hmm. and "The War on <laughs> Coffee" is uh, what happens. This guy wakes wakes up, and turns out that coffee is illegal. They, you know, some kid overdosed on caffeine at a concert, so they made all coffee ele- all coffee, caffeine, Red Bull soda illegal. This sounds awesome. So, right, so all these people have to start dumping their coffee and everything, and uh, turns out that you know, every church starts losing their fucking shit, right? And then people start selling like, "Yo, bro, you want some Folgers?" And he's got like a you know a little bag of like Folgers coffee. He's like twenty bucks for that. Damn. You know what I mean? And uh, and at the end of the story, the guy's like, "I can't take it anymore." He he takes this bag of Folgers. Like a little uh, paper thing, and pours hot water in his mouth, and he gets arrested, and then so he's in jail. And this guy's like, they're like murder, so yeah, they're like murder, 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 and they go, "What are you in for?" He goes, "Coffee." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's just awesome, dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. I and I wrote that. That's like the one I wrote about, like, fuck you, the government, not yeah. fuck you, the government, but just like the idea of having a substance be illegal. Right. And I mean any substance, yeah. because um. Yeah, if you're if you're gonna go with that, let's be free. You gotta go all the way. Unfortunately, it's not even unfortunately, man. Because like, yo, I'm never going to do heroin. Right. Right. Uh, I've done pain pills. I've needed them during my surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, if I didn't have pain pills, heroin would have done heroin would have done just just fine. 
It, it's literally the same thing. It would yeah, have been, you know. Very close. Um, but you're not going to stop the idea of addiction and all these things through criminalization and putting these people in jail. No. You're gonna we're gonna take is these poor these guys who get addicted to a drug. You're gonna take them. They're not put, bad people. No, you're gonna put them in jail. You're packing the prisons with them and yeah. make them criminals. Crazy. And um, that's a good point. Yeah, I like in prison. Yeah. <laughs> there's this uh, musician. Um, there's this band. You ever heard of Typo Negative? Nah. Typo Negative is like this really weird goth metal band from like the '90s. And um, goth metal is probably not not the fucking right uh, word. But um, the guy Peter Steele. He was the uh, the singer, and he went to jail for some tax evasion bullshit. Mm-hmm. And he brought up this point. He's like, yo, I went to prison for tax evasion, and I learned how to kill people, and I learned how to make shanks, and I learned how to steal cars. Because I'm a peaceful offender. I didn't. There's no victim in my crime. And uh, now I'm in a place where there's actual criminals. Right. I was talking... It's funny, because I've... Since Enlightening Sheep, I've changed massively. In the way I look at cons- conspiracies. Because back then I was totally gung-ho. You know, uh, I wasn't re- I wasn't a, a reptilian. But I was, you know, uh, Andrew Robson was on there the other day. And we're talking about re- reptilians and shit. I'm like, yo, brother. You know what I mean? Like, you're a little bit out there. But, um, but no, nah, man. That was the guy with the mask? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. He, he, he's a bad dude. He, he's a badass dude. Um, but... We were talking, and, uh, you know, just the way I look at conspiracies, I used to be all about everything's conspiracy. Now I think most of it's negligence. You know, like, why did this I just happen? Totally see that. You know, negligence, it's like, don't get me wrong, there's a prison industrial system that literally makes income by incarcerating uh, nonviolent offenders. That is the truth. Okay, there is a uh, military industrial complex that literally makes money by going to war. Yeah, it's, it's not even... A hidden thing that no. we armed the guys that became ISIS back in the day. It's not. It's not hidden. It's. It's the the guys running for president now are talking about it. Yeah. It's not like if I say that right now, I'm coming up with a conspiracy theory. It really happened. It happened multiple times. Like we armed those fucking rebels who came back at us. Yeah. So the Mujahideen back in the eighties. Yeah. If you want to look at it like the CIA is making it happen so we can go to war with ourselves and they make money off of it, you can. But you could also look at it like we armed them for a different reason and now they used it against us. Yeah, but here's where things get cloudy even on that. So um, I really forget the name of this fucking um, the name of, of this one government thing that happened. But back in the nineties. Um, the uh, in in Italy, all these um, these ultra right wing conservatives got arrested mm-hmm. for being a part of this attack. It was like a bombing mm-hmm. uh, that was framed as being leftist, like being like communist leaning people. Yeah. And it turns out that these people were literally being supported by the U.S. and NATO. Wow! And they totally believe it. They went on trial. There's a name for it, um, Gladio, Operation Gladio. Mm-hmm. Okay, and. Turns out that they were part of a secret army, uh, or an invisible army. I forget the terminology, but these are things. So supposedly, after World War II, even before the war ended, the United States and NATO realized what well, what would be NATO realized that the threat of communism into Western Europe was a serious. It was a real threat. Mm-hmm. There's even rumors that Nazi Germany, Hitler, was funded to be a divide between the communists and crazy. Europe, yeah. right? So what happened was like um, was this whole mix-up where they said they started hiring all these ex-Nazis, ex-SS people, and they put them on the U.S. payroll 
to live normal life. But the idea was that, God forbid, the communists pushed in, that they would you know, jump up with guns and start mowing down motherfuckers. Crazy. And we've had plenty, you know, the, uh, the Viet Cong. The Viet Cong were secret armies of the Chinese and the Russians. Mm -hmm. And we, that was a proxy war. So we funded the Mujahideen in the 80s to fight the Soviets, right? Now, with, you understand this, like, now with the proxy war in Syria, who's funding who, what's secret armies, what's going on? I, yo, with, yo, Syria in particular, that's what I'm writing the song about right now. Really? That one blew my mind because before we invaded there, people were, people were calling it, like, five years ago because we... I think five years ago we found like minerals. We found that, you know lithium. No, yes, that's the big one. We found out that in their soil we had something we could make fucking money off of. What does that have in common with Iraq, Afghanistan, like all those fucking Middle Eastern countries that we occupied a few years ago? Yeah, like America found something they could make money off of, and they found a reason to to convince their citizens why we should go to war with them and occupy them. Exactly. Well, what do we occupy like? I got into an argument with a guy online the other day, and I, I'm, like, really close to him, actually. It was just, like, it's fun to argue about that stuff sometimes. Totally like, is. In my opinion, I'm like, fine, you want to fix their government and and destroy ISIS and the rebels and all yeah. that shit? Fine, do that. But if you're still in Syria 10 years later, I'm going to come knocking on your door. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, why, why uh, what do you have to say now? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 totally. It's, uh, yo, Syria is literally a clusterfuck. There's, like, reports that there's, like, nine different forces in Syria. So, what you got is you got the U.S.-led coalition, okay? You got Assad's forces. You got the rebels. Then you got Al-Qaeda. You got ISIS. <laughs> you got the Kurds, okay? You've got the Iranian-backed Shia, I think they're Shia militants. Uh, you got them who are fighting. You got the Iraqi army, I believe, it, it, it's specified. All these things are fighting, and it's all, it got Saudi Arabia. That's okay. fucking ugly, dude. Dude, proxy war. This is what happens with proxy wars. I heard a rumor, well, not a rumor, but you know, there was the Potsdam Conference after World War II, where all the major powers came together, and, you know, supposedly they signed a deal that there would be no more world wars in the future, that all wars would be fought via proxy, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because what was the first proxy war after World War II? The Korean War. Right. <laughs> right? That was in 53? Yeah. When, or 51, when we invaded the Korean Peninsula, you know, when till in China backed the, uh, North, the North Koreans. Right. And since then we've had Viet Cong, we've had all these other, Vietnam, all these we other... We haven't had another world war, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully, man. I hope not. Because Putin's a bad dude. Yeah? Putin's a bad motherfucker. You know? See, he confuses me too. Like, I feel like I feel like American media made him look so bad. I'm not saying he's a good guy. I'm <sighs> saying like, I think he's a bad dude. <laughs> no, I, I really think yo, he's ex KGB, and there's a whole video on the way he walks. When he walks, he swings. When he swings his right leg, he also it's swings his right arm. arm with it. And that's and supposedly that's a pistol wielder's thing. They think that he has a gun on him, and that's how a lot of so uh, ex Soviets fought. Mm -hmm. They walked. And that would just let them let him draw his pistol as he stepped. You know? Yeah. And um, there's a lot of bad things about him. Like, and uh, so a lot of, it's funny, a lot of conservatives, which I hate using conservative, liberal, I hate using all this terminology, but when I say conservatives, I mean old fucking men who hate black people. There you go. That's literally what I mean. Okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, hey, yeah, be more specific. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> which is, you know, a huge chunk of the Republican Party. And, um... <laughs> They are like glorifying him. 
about how the way he's handling the Middle East and all that shit, and they're and uh, Fox News is really like making Putin look like he's he's like a good dude in a way, like he's like Putin. I uh, mean, a press conference about how he was going to be, uh, you know, he was going to make make Russia the greatest organic food <laughs> producer. I'm like, motherfucker, you can't even feed your people. I don't what is, see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but with with him, man, he's uh he's an interesting fellow, and, and if World War Three would suck, yeah. I would hope. It would be a conventional war. But that means that you have this World War Three. Me, me and you go overseas. Men on feet, yeah. Yeah, on foot. yeah, we don't even have a choice. That's conscription comes back. So I don't know about you. There's a little trick that people don't realize. Um, I, mean, I couldn't. I don't, I don't know. So, like, no, you want to join, you wouldn't have a choice. You no, know what I, mean? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I got other ideas, don't I? <laughs> You're like, Nico, my name's Juan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but... The sad truth is, man, it's kind of like, um, they don't realize this, they don't tell you this, that when you're, so when you turn 18, you sign up for your voter registration card. You already... You get put into the draft. Oh, yeah. I didn't sign up for mine, but here's the trick. I think voting's a sham. The, elect, the, the, the electoral college takes all power away from the voter. Oh, my God, yeah. So I said, fuck it. But here's where the trick is. If you get financial aid, you got to put it in the draft. How fucked up is that? Oh. How fucked up is that? Damn. Yo. I feel like these are things people don't know. No. Yeah. No. Yo, listen. We're talking about Bundy. Let's do another shot while we talk about fucking Bundy, Oh, Bundy's, shit. Bro. Let's do it. You can pour it because I'm not ready for that kind of I lifestyle. Um, so, this whole situation with uh, with Bundy and all these Oregon, uh, the whole Oregon rancher situation. Right. First of all, salute. God damn. Um, got me fucking drinking at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You didn't Nico. expect that, did you? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Uh, it is, I hope. Um, so the whole Bundy thing, it's a mixed bag. I'm really mixed in in between. You know what? Fuck it. You want a shot? A shot of what? Fucking rum. No, I'm good. You good? I'm good. All right, let's sit down. <laughs> um, That's what I did. Shot of what did. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, so... The thing, the Bunny situation is really fucked up because it's really polarizing. So, you know, all these ranchers took over federal buildings, abandoned federal buildings right. out in Oregon. Now, I'm split, man. And these are the sons of the same Bundy who got his ranch taken over. Yes. In uh, a couple years ago, right? Yeah, but not in Oregon. I forget where. No, it was somewhere in the, in the, in the, in the Midwest. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Here's here's where, where the issue comes. Now, a lot of, it's funny, I found a lot of um, the Black Lives Matter people freaking out about this. Why aren't we calling them terrorists? Why aren't we calling them terrorists? Because, and you know, at first I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, but they're not evoking terror, right? Like, don't get me wrong, I, you know, this country was founded. On guys like this. On guys like this. Oh, yeah. Okay, and we can't forget that. We can't. Unfortunately, there's this whole thing that scares me, man. There's this whole really... Now, I'm, I'm, I'm a mixed bag. I believe in gay marriage, uh, equality, women, the whole thing, but I also believe in guns. I believe in guns. I believe in uh, the decriminalization of all drugs. See, I don't, I don't think you're that strange. I think I'm close to that. Yeah, yeah because 
you know, I know for a fact is, you know, when seconds matter, police are only minutes away, and it's not the police's fault, but I would rather have a gun because God for somebody breaks in the house, you can't tell the guy, hey, man, don't kill me. Police are on the way. You know, they don't really listen. Some bullets travel much quicker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I had somebody I used to work with who scared me. I'm getting the guy on the podcast, actually. His name is Joe. And Joe worried me because he's so, like, liberal and so, like, that he thought that if he was shot, right, like, he, that if somebody came to his house with a gun, he wouldn't, like, he wouldn't stop them with a gun. And he'd call the police. I'm like, okay, so you call the police that would bring a gun to stop him in your place. You know what I mean? Like, right. when you call the police, you're, you're calling them to use their guns. Right. So, but that's another thing. The point I'm trying to make here is, like, this Oregon, we have to understand that, like, people, this country was founded by, like, more liberal social values and conservative values as well. Mm-hmm. You know? So with these guys, they're claiming that the federal buildings are on, that are not federal buildings. That they're, they're, you know, these are pri- private property. And uh, the federal government has not answered. But they said that they, they, they will fight the government. You know, I'm not sure how I feel about that. That would get ugly and they'd probably lose, but they might make a point. They might make a real point. <laughs> or would, would they lose? Would the government use the assets to send in? You know, like, these are dudes who grew up with guns. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of them. I saw a video, there's like 100 of them. So the question becomes now where it's like, how many, you know, should, should this occur? And I hate the fact that the Black Lives Matter movement is trying to demonize them and they think it's unfair treatment. That, that, that's like me and you walking down, down the street, you getting jumped, you know, and then I didn't get jumped. You're like, he didn't get jumped. He should have got jumped. Right. Right? You're like, no, 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 no. You're fucking, you're, no you're missing. No one should have. Been. No one got jumped. No one should have got jumped. Um, because I, I made a point on Twitter, which I, I, I think I might have been wrong. I said, if there were a bunch of black protesters with guns, the federal government would have answered differently. I, I unfortunately think so. And then somebody tweeted me a bunch of pictures of Black Lives Matter uh, protesters with, with guns, legal firearms, right. blocking roads. And there was no federal answer. Hmm. And I said, hmm. You know, like, I don't know because, you know... It's very interesting to say because, you know, these people are doing this. This is minuscule. This is Oregon. How many fucking people live in Oregon besides Portland? Outside of Portland. Oh, I, it might be zero. <laughs> yeah, maybe like three, right? Maybe like three. <laughs> and a couple of horses, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think it's just very interesting, man. I hope it doesn't turn into like a Waco thing. It, I hope it doesn't turn into like this occurrence where the federal government comes in and just lays hellfire. Yeah. Because they don't even need, you understand this, they don't even need to send troops anymore. They send a drone. You know, it's, you know that's, that's the scary part. That's why I'm saying, would they lose? Yeah. yeah. Well, they could probably, you know, it's easy to hold buildings. Right. Unless they use artillery, which I don't think, <laughs> I hope the federal government would not use artillery against their own people. That's what I'm saying. However, I certainly hope not. <laughs> however, remember that Obama signed the National Defense Authorization Act, right. which gives the military clearance to use uh, deadly force on U.S. civilians. So they have the authority under scary. U.S. law. It's very scary. Very scary. How, how did that law pass? 
uh, because everybody was sleeping. This is what yeah. happens. They like to do this thing where, I don't know if you notice, and this may be the conspiratorial element of, of myself, but... Um, I think everybody needs that element. I think a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit of questioning, where something big will happen in the news. You know, like, uh, I don't know, Bruce Jenner got his dick cut off or something. And um, something big will happen in the news, and then as that happens in the news, a bill will pass. Right. That's how with the Patriot Act, right? Yep. So... In the wake of 9-11, everyone was clamoring, crying, freaking out. And literally, we let our politicians sign a 937-page document, which who's going to read that? That's literally invented so the common so no man doesn't read it. it. Yeah. And half the people who signed it didn't even read I'm it. I'm sure they didn't. <laughs> it's, it's full-blown frightening, dude. And this is, you know, people compare the U.S. policy to that of Nazi Germany. And a lot of it's bullshit and benign. And, I, you know, fucking Fox News loves doing it. Oh, my God. But the point I'm trying to make here is that Hitler, the Reichstag building, burned down in 33. Mm-hmm. Okay? Out of the blue. It burned down in the middle of the night. And the next day, Hitler said, yo, man, it was the communists and the Jews. They worked together and they burned down the building. I need you to sign this paper. I need you to sign this bill that will give me the power to protect you. Right. And they did, and what happened? They took away the guns. They, you know, they started making the Jews wear stars. Yep. Which I want to talk to you about something. <laughs> I know he's your favorite guy in the world, Donald Trump. Oh, <laughs> good one. No, this, this is what I say about Donald Trump. I would love to hang out with him. He'd, it'd be fucking hilarious. I would love to fucking burn one down with Donald Trump. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Just to sit there with a fucking, you know. Yeah, because like, he's a shithead. He's an asshole. I would love. He'd be so funny to hang out with, but I don't. I don't really. You know. Yeah. Here's the thing about Donald Trump. He's trolling. He has. Nobody loves Donald Trump more than Donald Trump. This yeah. Is true. That, that guy loves to stroke himself off. <laughs> it's true. You're about to be stroking yourself out through a straw if you don't sit down and be quiet over there. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, well, um, what are you saying? Uh, so, my theory on Donald Trump, and I said this before, but I don't give a shit, man. My theory about Donald Trump is, is I think he's actually trying to further the Democrats' position. The reason is, is that he's been friends with Hillary Clinton. Okay, in 99, he made the comment that if he ran for president, he'd run as a Republican because they're all so stupid. Yeah. And so what does he do? He comes in, he starts saying some crazy shit. Crazy shit that would disqualify you from being president. He says he wants to ban the internet. Okay? He wants to, <laughs> he wants to ban Muslims and make Muslims have an ID card. Like, come on, bro. And he said, hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like you, you can't say that. So why would he say that? Just like um, Christie. Now, Chrissy was running for president, and then he ruined his presidency, his, his run. Yeah. Why? He said that his plan was to ban marijuana federally. I mean, like, like ban it in Oregon and Colorado and all the states. Mm-hmm. Even if that was your intention, why would you say that as you ran? Right. You know that would fuck you with right. the younger population. You know that. <laughs> for sure. So why would you say that? Unless, I believe Christie was just tired of running. He got himself into too fucking deep. Yeah, he was. Well, he, 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 he was real tired of running. That, that's, a, that's a big man. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Walking is enough. Right? <laughs> Walking is enough. But, um, but no, man, I think I really think Donald Trump is trolling. I really think, um, you know, he's he's doing his thing and he's trying to like, because if he, if he gets president, don't be wrong, do I feel, who would I want? Him or Bernie Sanders? Total toss up. Because he'll never be able to Ban the internet. That'll never happen. Are you thinking that's what it'll come down to? Trump and Sanders? Ah, I think it's they're going to... No, no, I don't think so. I think it's going to be Hillary. I think they're going to get... I think Sanders... 
They're not giving Sanders any sort of like credence, man. They're, this poor dude. Don't worry, Sanders doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Okay? He literally doesn't. I like him. I like his enthusiasm. I like the way he wants to support Americans. He's talking about taxing the rich up to 90% and the middle class. Okay? First of all, 90? My issue is this. Nico, let's say your second album. You throw advertising into it. You hustle your ass off. You make $100 million. You work so hard. Okay? Now, why should you be penalized to pay more taxes because you worked harder? No, I think it should be percentage-wise. It should... Well, even percentage-wise, I think... I'm not sure. But think about it. So why should you be paid... So if it's like 90% or some exorbitant amount, yeah. why should you be penalized... No, it's crazy. It's crazy. That's what I'm, no, I'm I know. I believe in flat tax. Right. I believe in like whatever saying, it is across the board. You're saying a number. So you're saying like a rich guy should pay the same taxes as a homeless guy. I'm not sure. All I know is, is that I grew up poor, struggling. But I was always working hard. I learned that from my fucking mother. Mm-hmm. My mother was always working one job, two jobs, hustling, working fucking 60 hours a week. Yeah. You know, we never got, we never collected government subsistence. We were on it for a little bit. You know, but um. Yeah, my dad. My dad's on the same page. He works two different jobs. Yeah, I don't even see him. You know, what I'm you know what? And it's unfortunate, but. And then people wonder why you and me are so like on another planet with yes. what we want to do for our lives. Exactly. You know but it worries me with the socialism thing because um, you know, Europe is socialist, and uh, it's not bad. But here's here here's the issue, man. You know, you go full full blown socialism. You know, you get to the point where. I don't think jobs should be paid equally. I don't believe in equality. Yeah. I believe in equality as persons. We all come in this world the same. But I've said this before. If I work my ass off and you don't and you sit on the couch or you're tired or you just don't feel like doing it because you're anxiety, yeah. there's nothing equal about us. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, why I look at it. If I'm up every morning at 4 a.m. and I'm writing all day and I'm hustling and I'm working three jobs, there ain't nothing equal about us. So I don't think we should get paid the same amount. Right. You mean? Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't think... Plus, I think brain surgeons should be paid more than fucking, you know, like... That's probably what you work for. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it worries me with Bernie Sanders because he wants us to get into that Nordic socialism, like Denmark, Sweden. So your beard doesn't speak on your beliefs. No, no listen. My beard's more of a genetic thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, but it just, <laughs> you know... But look at Germany, man. Germany's a fucking... That's a capitalist... Uh, you know, uh, yeah. superpower right now. They're a little bit socialist in their policies, but it just worries me. I don't like to say socialist or capitalist because people who hate on capitalism are people who don't understand it. So capitalism is not corporations. Corporations are a government entity. Mm-hmm. So I said this before. I was talking to Walter about this. I think it was Walter. If me and you start a business and we're selling fucking, um, I don't know, bottle caps. There you go. I was going to say that. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're selling bottle caps. And then we're, we, we decide that we're going to use lesser, you know, like shitty ingredients. Mm-hmm. So they start bleeding into the water and get people sick. In true capitalism, mean you are liable because we hurt people. Yeah, right? That's the way it should, should be. Yeah. But if we have a corporation, we ain't liable no more. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Nico and Damien LLC is... So this is where things get cloudy. And I just worry that... And don't be wrong, I don't want to be conservative. I don't want to go down the path of like, God damn, we're going to do this, America. But I get really worried when you get these people coming in who are like, you know, we're going to attack the rich. We're going to do all these things. Because I'm like, these are, and I'm not talking about the uber rich. I'm not talking about like the trillionaires. I'm talking about like the, you know, if I work my ass off 
or if my father worked his ass off and is a multi-billionaire, why should I be penalized? Yo, so, okay, I'm going to go off on a tangent. Let me hear it. This is that same thing as I asked you before, like, like, is everything chaotic or is there a certain way that everything can be done? Yeah. So when it comes to government, then, is there a way that they can make it so it works for everybody or are we fucked? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I always looked at it. I always looked at it from like the poor guy's perspective because that's yeah. You know where I come mm-hmm. from. I'm fucking lower middle class family or whatever. Yeah. And man. my not rich by any means. You know yeah. What I'm so it's like you can come up with rules that help out those people because you know you want to help out the people who aren't doing so well. Yeah. But then it hurts the people who actually worked really hard and feel like they earned everything they have. Exactly. So like you talking about Sanders putting like crazy taxes on the rich. It's not really fair to them. But I'm sure the lower class feels it's fair. Oh, yeah. They get an Obama phone. It's like, so, like, (laughs) people come up with all these technicalities. It's with everything. It's not even just with laws. It's just, like, life in general. Yeah. You could sit there all day and argue one point and have a great point, but the other person has the completely opposite idea, and they're still right, too. Yeah. It's like, who the... It's... It sucks, dude. It's crazy. Well, here's the problem, man. I'll tell you the fucking problem. There's 330 million people in this country. There you go. That's the, now I'm, I'm not talking about like eugenics, like like start killing people. I just mean like <laughs> the fact that we have a federal government that governs an entire nation is not the way this is supposed to be, okay? Because it doesn't work like that. Um, and we've had issues in the beginning. Why did the revolution even happen, man? If the fu- if Britain gave like enough respect, if, not respect, if Britain actually gave the attention to the colonies, gave them a voice in their parliament, would the revolution have happened? Right. Probably not. Okay. And do you feel like? Britain at the time thought that they were wrong. I'm sure they didn't. No, no. Well, it's funny, man. On that little tangent here, fucking, uh, let's look at why it even happened. Before the French and Indian War, George Washington, uh, which is a rich son of a rich farmer in Virginia, uh, and he's looking over at the French territory because, you know, France owned a large piece of America. Oh, my God, yeah. And he's saying, damn, man, that's a lot of land out there. I could grow a lot of tobacco out there. <laughs> And he went over there with a group of men. They, they, they went over the hill, and uh, France freaked the fuck out. France said, because remember, we were in Britain. France was like, yo, what are you doing, dog? And Washington's like, yo, fuck you, dog. And literally, um, what happened is that this is how the French and Indian War began. So after the French and Indian War, which is a pretty hefty war, Britain was like, yo, listen, man, you guys started that war. We didn't have nothing to fucking do with it. We just came in to back you up. Right. You better pay us back. We lost this many troops, this much money, this much thing. Sure. Here's we're gonna raise your taxes. You better pay us off. This is where it started. Wow. Right. Where is that in my history book? It ain't there, bro. They also, talk, they talk French Indian War, but they don't say how it led to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Also, the boss. They don't also say that. I, I personally believe, man, that the Boston Massacre was a false flag. Shit. I think, I think it made it happen, but man, from, from us, from yeah. from, from the colonists to to try to make it. Yes. Seem like yeah. the colonists weren't wrong in any way. Exactly. Not that the colonists were, but maybe exactly. Washington and his. And like, look what happened, right? Even the stories we learn in history, man. You got these fucking protesters. They they become they go from protesting to becoming a riot. They begin to pelt these young. Now the British soldiers were all seventeen years old, eighteen years old, 16, 17, 18. They were brand new privates. They were brand new out there, right? Um, they had like one older commander, so. These fucking protesters come up and start throwing rocks, start screaming, start yelling, and uh, they start throwing rocks and bricks and shit. And somebody starts yelling, fire, fire, fire. So one of the soldiers thought it was his commander behind him, so he fired his musket, and everybody else fired their musket too. 
right? Now, these are young dudes. These are dudes that are four years, five years younger than us, bro. Crazy. And, um, and they did that. Christmas Cuddix, the one uh, free black guy died. And all these things happened. And then what happened immediately? Uh, Paul Revere makes this, like, silver, because he was a silversmith, makes this, like, silver art piece of, like, how the British soldiers were shooting down poor American protesters. And then that spread across the colonies. Ben Franklin wrote all these op-eds in all of his newspapers. And this is how it starts. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, like, you think you think it's easy to spread propaganda now. Back then, there only was, like, you know, yeah. like one newspaper. Like, word took forever to get around. So whatever hit you first... Was all exactly that, all that got to you? The only thing you heard. Yo, exactly. <laughs> it's fucking. I dude, never even thought about it though. It's frightening. It's, yeah, it's frightening. You know, and um, and of course they would do that. You know, like why wouldn't they do that? You know, and looking back at all this, man, it's kind of like I'm curious to see where society's gonna lead now because we're on this way where people just want to be coddled. A lot of our generation, they want to be coddled and want safe places. Mm -hmm. I'll, that's why I want to end this because we're already pushing two hours. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> but it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, it was a good conversation, bro. We had to bring the alcohol out. We had to get deep. But yeah, it got deep. It got deep. It got like deep. One shot in. <laughs> um, the thing is, like, you got all these people in our generation. Like, what do you think about this whole PC societal norm? Like, how everyone's talking about like uh, trigger warnings. Like, yo. I can't, as an artist, I'll be honest with you, I don't, I don't believe in trigger warnings at all, man. You know, I'm not going to ever put a trigger warning on anything I fucking do. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm totally anti, you know? That's how I feel. Damn. Um, so, the question you're asking me is what? Give, give like, me more specific. So I like, go for days on this. <laughs> so, like, you see this whole, like, what is your opinion? Like, do you think this is a... A temporary thing, or is this going to be a longer, or this is like an actual piece of our culture? This way that everyone's clamoring for safe places and trigger warnings and microaggressions and all this PC shit that's become like really potent in the last couple of years. So that's such a hard question. Dude. It is. It is. Um, I just want to know as an artist. You know, maybe it's like, you know, you do things that I guarantee some people would think is offensive. Yeah. Right. Um, just like I do things I offend the shit out of people I actually sure. yeah but so yo your poems hit so hard <laughs> like, god damn I'm like, that's what I want to see you want to see profound shit like who doesn't want to see something that was like I didn't expect that that hit me hard yeah like, shock yo like people like rappers like Eminem made their fucking living name off, off that. that yeah, yeah. Dude, like that's my favorite stuff in the entire world. That's uh, that's why I think you and me connect. Yeah. Shit like that. That's why I love the stuff that you write. That's why I'm so excited I finally got my fucking yeah. chat book. Um, no, but uh, I don't know, man. It's it's scary because everybody's fucking... It's, it's a pussified world. Like, everybody's offended by everything. Yeah. And I don't get it. I don't know why it offends everybody. I have, I have things that, like... I don't know. Like, I have family who died of cancer, but if you made a cancer joke, I wouldn't be mad at you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I, just, I don't get it. I really don't get it. But maybe that's just, like... I feel like when you go through life, everything makes you numb. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying? But I guess that doesn't happen for everybody. No, so yeah. A lot of people are still like on this fucking... I think it, I, it depends on where you came from. And unfortunately, we got a huge number of people who are offended by everything, scared of everything. Exactly. And so like, they want to be protected when it's more like, try to go do it. You, you can't know, say toughen up. Yeah. You can't say toughen up anymore. No. Like, 
I see all, now, I see all these fucking posts and shit. And now I'm never shit on nobody, man. <laughs> but like, you know, all these people post about like drugs and drugs and drugs and drugs and drugs and drugs. And I'm like, man, I was like, it's different every situation. I've had many people in my life die of drugs, unfortunately. Right. My cousin Scott, my father, okay? There's all those lines. They, 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 they died from drugs. Uh, me, I've indulged in drugs. Uh, sometimes in good ways, I find a lot of drugs to be great things. I've gone too deep in other drugs. Like, uh, I wrote an article for Lee Daily where I was, uh, I was deep in Adderall, man. Like, I was doing like $200, $300 worth a week in Adderall. Jesus Crazy shit, bro. I remember I had Dylan come over. He's like, yo, dog. All these empty capsules, like, yo, we got to talk. And I've been deep down the spiral, bro. I've done other shit, you know what I mean? And, uh, and I've had to, you know, and it comes to a point where like, you gotta come, you got to come to grips with shit. But I can't tell somebody on Facebook to man the fuck up, right? Because that'll cause a bunch of issues. I can't, I'm an addict, you know? like, And I can't be like, well, shut the fuck up. Damn. And, you know, and it's I, I get where you were going now. And yeah. Um, it's uncommon to say, but. Yeah, like, people are like. Everybody, like, I even, I was talking to somebody recently, I'm not going to say, like, who it was yeah. or whatever, but they started talking about all the problems that they have. Oh, and I, how they have all these disorders? Yes! yes. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like... I got depressive disorder, I got anxiety disorder, I got OCD. Damn. I'm like, if you lived 30 years ago, everybody would have said, get get over it. If you would have lived 200, yo, if 2,000 years ago, no one talked about anxiety. Why? If we were running from fucking lions. Right. You know? Like, you were running from fucking lions. That was anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Not... Yo. I was like, man, I got anxiety. Don't like, man, I fucking like. Get my parents. <laughs> Yo, for real, it's crazy. Yo, listen, man, I want to thank you for coming on, brother. Uh, drop, drop your plugs, man. Where, where can everybody find you? Bam, Neeks TV on YouTube. Get the fuck over there. Oh my God, this podcast is so long now. <laughs> um, Neeks TV on YouTube. The Empire Project. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Instagram. Our album Infinity is coming out in March. Woo! Yeah, timeline went way over what it was supposed to be for that, just like this podcast did. Um, yeah, shit's gonna be real, just like what you heard today. Yeah, and uh, let's get it, man. Awesome, man, you guys. On, thank you. No, thank you for coming on, dude. Make sure you guys check him out. You can find me, DamienRucci.com, Twitter.com slash DamienRucci, Facebook.com slash DFRucci. If you don't know how to spell it, get your shit together, cocksucker. We're going deep. I'll catch you guys next time. Be good.